0: A listener Exclusive. A 40 loving dickheads Dreaming about a premiership Cup. We love our clubs but they never win Two flags in 100 years That house. if you think we'll be insightful Clever or just be well researched we're here to say that's not the case. We'll just go out and wing it. We are Two Guys, One
1: Cup. It is Monday, July the 11th. Welcome to Two Guys, One Cup, an AFL adjacent podcast. My name is Will Anderson.
2: And my name is Charlie Clawson. And I All say, All right, well, this... thanks for
1: listening to the show yeah. anyway. It's been a good episode. Play on Not 15 Ball.
2: <laughs> I Fight mean, off. I do. I've said this every year we do the show, but one year, which is like, I
1: wish I did not have a podcast where I had to talk about yeah. the footy. Cause, well, this here's what I was thinking. Like, this is what it's like to be North Melbourne, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm sure at North Melbourne, there'd just be a whole bunch of them just going, you know what, can we just... Like, this was good. What just happened on the weekend? That was good. Let's just wrap up the rest of the year. Like, you know what? A noble loss... <laughs> Like, literally, a noble loss is what we will finish on. We can all move on. Like, we can all go on early holidays, get ourselves into surgery, and get fit again. That's how I feel about this podcast. I think that maybe you and I need to, like, you know what? Finals are out of the race now, right? Like, for the two, they're not, of course, for either of our teams, but in our minds, because it really does depend on, you just never know what's going to happen in the games. Like, Gold Coast, like, on the weekend, everyone's like, oh, my God, Gold Coast could still, like, make the finals. This is amazing. Look at their charge towards the finals. And everyone's like, the Bulldogs, oh, sorry, that dog is at the the farm, mate. He went to the farm. (laughs) Bevo backed out his car too quick in the driveway without fucking looking, and he ran over the fucking Bulldog, and the Bulldog is now at the farm. And we're on the exact same points. Bevo. You know, like, as in...
2: Bevo, I saw Bevo do his press conference after the game. Bevo sounds like a dude whose marriage has gone a bit stale yeah. and he's angling for a third. Like the way he was talking about, we're in a period of change.
1: Right.
2: Uh, so, you know, we've just got to change, change some things up. You know, look, like, I love you. But let's be honest, things yeah. have gotten stale. <laughs> like, <laughs> like
1: Bevo and Bailey Smith are rocking up to Rory Lobb and going, yeah. so hey... Yeah, uh, we, we saw, saw, you saw you from across, across the uh, ground. We dig, <laughs> dig your vibe. We do just we like this new haircut that you're rocking. The blot. Did you see that? By the yes. way, I know we're going to jump all over the place here, but did you see Rory Lobs? Because suddenly oh. somebody's. Are you going to say? Did I see his
2: hair? The the, the hair that like took, uh, kicked a goal after half time and three quarter time, and then like completely, completely terrorised the St Kilda backline. Yeah, yeah, I saw that guy.
1: Never have I gone from. Like absolutely having no interest in someone. Like Rory Lobb was literally on that list of players where I'm like, I am never going to pay attention to Rory Lobb. He's there. He was the Jesse fine... White of
2: 2022.
1: Yeah, I was just like, no, thank you. And now I am on the Lobb train. Like I'm <laughs> like this new. <laughs> I am a rock lobster. I was like getting so much joy out of Rory Lobb's not just performance in that game with the thought that he could be at the Bulldogs is like, I, we desperately need some help. Like, that's there's no doubt about that. And so I can see how he com- coming to the Bulldogs, like, seems to make sense, right? Like, the other thing is, I like the new look. I know um, everybody was making fun of it on the television broadcast, but I liked it. This was a new Rory Lobb, and I dig it. Rory I dig Lubb, his vibe.
2: Rory Lobb is the current king of the memes. I have seen uh, him compared to... In the same week, Dolph Lundgren, George McFly, and either Beavis or Butthead, whoever the blonde one
1: is. (laughs) It's weird, isn't it, how much the hair can change it? Because I would have said if he'd knocked out his middle tooth, he always used to look like someone stretched out Hughesy to me, (laughs) like Rory Lobb. (laughs) I could see that. He's got a face, though. Like, he could be an international man of mystery. He looks like so many different
2: people. Like he evokes feelings only in, in in every different person who looks at him, and he looks like all these different like, characters. You
1: know what he is? He's the football equivalent of a Rorschach test, yeah. right? <laughs> and like for years, I have been looking at Rory Lobb and I've been seeing like nothing or just I was just like oh, I can't see it, man. Like I've been staring at this thing and I can't see it, and now. I fucking see it. I'm like one of those people who finally gets that 3D yeah. uh, eye thing. Uh, like You're like, oh, you crossed your eyes a little bit, and now I can see it. Which is odd because he's had a little
2: affectation prior mm. to this. Do you remember what his affectation was when he was at the, no. the Giants? Paid he was, no
1: attention to it. He
2: was the three-quarter sleeve guy. Whenever you saw him play, oh, he played in course. three-quarter sleeve. Exactly. Yes. Like, it's like the Mandela effect. You forget, oh, that's the same guy of because course. that was all you knew him for at the Giants. But now he's oh. like... Oh, he's just like, you know, I mean, he's 200, over 200 centimetres. And he was the most forgettable person, like, in the AFL. Now, it just turns out, like, you go play for the coolest club going around and you dye your hair blonde and everyone wants to talk about you on their shitty podcast.
1: Is it too late to get two-story Rory going, is what I'm Ah, saying. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) Two-story Rory. You know who we're getting to the Bulldogs?
2: Bloody two-story Rory. So they are talking about him to the Bulldogs as, like, fait accompli. Yeah. Like,
1: how, when when did that happen? I mean, is that not against the rules? <laughs> Can you just sort I of don't. Like... I don't think it is. Ah, okay. It's just like, you know, when, like... I In fact, I th- I heard St Kilda might also be interested in him. I, well, well, we, we got a good look is... at him on
2: Saturday night,
1: so it wouldn't surprise now, me. Good audition, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love that, by the way. It always happens where a club ends up drafting somebody who is only mostly good against them. Yeah. You know, like every time you play them, they absolutely tell you up and you're like, we've got to get them to our club. And then you realize you've taken the only team they're good against out of the equation. Yeah. Um, yeah, two story Rory. I'm into it. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm into it. the look. I'm into you know what? If he wants to bring back the three quarter sleeves, I'm into that too. Well,
2: that's it's good that you bring up um, uh, two story Rory because uh, I noticed something on the. S&D. Hey man,
1: sorry. What? Are we missing something obvious here? What we've been looking for? What Tim English is right? We've said this a few times. We've been trying to partner oh. him up. he can't go now. The bl- the double blonde two meter double blunts like come on two story Rory and Tim English is like so it's not the Bash Brothers it's like a it's a tough take on the Bash Brothers Tall Slim
2: Tall Slim Tim and Two Story
0: Rory (laughs) yes
1: (laughs) Tall Slim Tim and Two Story Rory Bulldogs, (laughs) Bulldogs, <laughs> previous twenty, twenty-three. Maybe that's why Bevo's so relaxed. Yeah,
2: when he's talking about, oh, we just need a change next year. That's what he, yeah. he knows he needs like a blonde duo, blonde twin towers in in, in the Bulldogs' Center. That's that's a good idea. Yeah, I'm into it. So I was thinking about you this weekend. Um, Obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, you had a disappointing loss and and then the next night. It wasn't a disappointing loss. It was embarrassing. Yeah, well, don't feel bad. That's what they did to us about two weeks ago as well. It's it's humiliating. At
1: least you weren't fucking there to watch it like I was, like an idiot. I wasn't even watching it on the television. I turned over. I was like, I don't need to see the rest (laughs) of this. I watched Steve Smith make a ton in Sri Lanka. It was good times. So who do you think season has
2: sucked more? Because uh, the, the Bulldogs have kind of been sort of middling for the most part of the year. Like, you know, a couple wins on the top, but mostly middling. The Saints, on the other hand, you know, won five in a row, were eight and three at the bye. Is it better to have just like a slow, painful death like you're experiencing, or to think that maybe you're going to get out of the hole and then you
1: slip at the very top and then fall down? Oh, I've never been since the season started. I, I've never been full of great confidence for this season for the Bulldogs. There's just been a series of enough things not go right. You know, we've lost key players at key times. Like we lost actually. You know what I actually think hurt us a lot is we lost um, Adam Kingsley. Is that who it was? Adam, no, which the was, coach. The one was it? who was the uh, guy who was at the Bulldogs who went to. Carlton, I think. Is that Kingsley? Like an assistant coach? Yeah, he was an yeah, well, assistant coach. Adam Kingsley coach.
2: is an assistant coach. I don't know if he was at. The um, banners,
1: right? I might be naming the wrong guy. Uh, Stephen King you know, he's, the, we, we've lost a few of those author. really Yeah, Stephen King. He <laughs> yeah. used to write a lot of Bevo speeches. Yeah, he used like, to like, your that's banners. Benny so <laughs> McGinley got the
2: sack and they brought in Stephen King. <laughs> Stephen
1: King. <laughs> he can write like 90 banners in an hour. Like he's very prolific. <laughs> Imagine that if you hired noted horror author Stephen King to do your banners like and the idea was no 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 we are literally going to try to terrify the opposition at the start of the game and who better to do that than the world's most terrifying mind Stephen King. The banner's not there to
2: intimidate the opposition it's to pump up the crowd so if
1: at the, the border... moment at the moment, oh, that's your it is. tactic. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying this is how you revolutionise the game. You fucking get out there and you get inside their heads from the banner. Are you going and to not cons- just? And to- not sometimes you got to silence the crowd. You say it's for the crowd. Well, you know what? Who we need when we go over to West Australia to play in front of like you know sixty thousand West Australians? You need. Noted horror author Stephen King.
2: <laughs> I think the Eagle supporters are having a, ho- a horrible enough season that they, nothing can scare them. Not even noted horror author Stephen King can make <laughs> bad. Yeah, look, things are bad for the Saints yeah. and, and the Bulldogs, but you yes. know where things are good, mate. Bloody up in fucking the Pineapple County oh <laughs> of the God. Gold Coast. I have watched... <sighs> that replay of Noah Anderson's goal about 20 times and it keeps getting better every time I watch it. Here's a little sample for those of you who haven't heard it or seen it or heard it.
0: Three seconds. Noah Anderson, the future of the Gold Coast Suns. For the greatest victory in Gold Coast history, he kicks straight. (laughs) Football
2: <laughs> I mean great call by Hutto. let's just oh. first things first one of the all-time great calls but
1: I do love well no can I say this like firstly you pick this you you base this is basically what you tip the result of this Game was going to. Work. I would hate
2: to get on Jared Waitley on your Robbo wheel, but uh, if you let me stick to the run sheet. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. Sorry, I haven't. I haven't looked at the run sheet. I should look at the run sheet. Oh, this is what it's like to be a Robbo. I get it now. You're my Robbo. Sorry,
2: man. <laughs> it like that call by Hutto uh, is amazing, but it's Gary Lyons like, what's in the background, which I just think... Because yeah. I was feeling the same thing. I was watching that game. I remember sort of checking Me the score because it's like, oh, if, the, if, the, if the Tigers get in, it's going to make it hard for us to get yeah. to the eight. And halfway through that, th- that last quarter, you're like, oh, they're gone. And I don't know why I kept watching, but that last minute of play was just some of the most exciting football I've ever seen.
1: It was amazing. Like, firstly, because... It was because I only watched from half time as well, so I I didn't see any of what, like, so apparently, Stuart Jew said, like, they went in at half time, and on the whiteboard, he'd written, You're not trying. And and then at the end of the game on the whiteboard they went in and he'd written, You tried. <laughs> I like what I like about Stuart Dewey is he's really earning that that the uh, contract renegotiation <laughs> 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 isn't he? Well so. the weird thing about it was it
2: wasn't like yeah. Richmond all of a sudden just stopped. It was it was more no, that was
1: Gold Coast, the Gold Coast came to their point. level, and it was such like a f- row and yeah. like you know it was so good to see like because Matt Rowell didn't have that bigger game, but he had a big final quarter. Like yeah. there were some key contests where he was. You were like, "Oh, this is fun," and like tuke Miller. Um, I mean, I can't stop checking out his biceps now. <laughs> like when he's being interviewed, because like you've made me obsessed with them now. And I'm like, I'm not looking him in the eye. I could never meet tuke Miller because I would not be able to look him in the eye.
2: Oh, I mean, I'd meet Toop Miller. I'd just shake his hand, but I would never let go. I just keep shaking his hand, just wobble <laughs> that bicep.
1: Oh, look at that thing move! It hardly moves. That's the point, Will. It's like granite. But can I say this? Yes. I have never gone from knowing basically nothing about a person apart from one key factor. You know who I thought Noah Anderson was? Matt Rowe's best mate, right? Uh, Oh, right, yeah, yeah. You know, and I thought he was always going to live in the shadow of Matt Rowe to a certain extent. But not only has he had a really great season, Noah Anderson, and um, had a really great last half of that game, I thought, but... His post-match interviews have charmed the fuck out of me. (laughs) He he is good talent, right? Like, he's got a great sense of humor. He was loving the moment. He's an absolute natural on radio and in front of the camera. I like caught him being interviewed, I reckon, four times over the weekend. And each time I was just like, all right, well, Bailey Smith isn't out of my heart. But, like, I've just seen someone... Someone else who's just caught my eye for a moment. You know the best thing about Noah
2: Anderson uh, is his dad, Dean Anderson, played 60 yeah. games for St Kilda, just 40 short of a father-son. Oh, my God. yes, <laughs> are killing me. Just like fucking Joel Jeffrey, who also
1: plays at the Suns. His father, Russell Jeffrey, played like 50-odd games for St Kilda. Oh, my God. <laughs> what else about this game? Did, it was so fun. What Was there anything else? Well,
2: those shades, yeah. shades of Richmond. of those shades of Richmondy, wasn't it? And it's funny. So you brought up the point um, that I made a prediction about the game. Here's what I said on our Thursday oh, night tips wow. on Instagram.
1: Where's this game? I don't know. Is it, is it Gold Coast? It's, at, it's or... at
2: Metricon. It's at Metricon. I just think they just have to hearken back to one of the club greats, Carmichael Hunt, That yeah. famous game where Richmond <laughs> were up all game. And then in the last minute... Carmichael Hunt kicked the goal and then went out and celebrated, I'm sure. I don't know why. Now look, I'll be honest, I was making a joke about Carmichael Hunt more than I was making a prediction about the Suns winning with a kick after the siren, but it was eerily reminiscent of that game. And it was like, I think the Suns and the Tigers had a couple of years in a row where things went that way, where the Tigers were leading all, all game. A lot of people, and we won't answer these questions in the mailbag, but a lot of people were like, Richmondy's Richmondy's back, Richmondy's back. It ain't back. Richmondy can't be back. You're fucking a dynasty club. It's dead and buried for at least another 50 years. That's what I'll say.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the Pixies without Kim Deal, right? Like, they're still doing gigs. And, like, the the new Kim Deal's really good. Like, she's really talented. Like, you know, the Pixies do great gigs, but you're never going to get to... See the Pixies again, right? Like that's like the you know it's yeah. th- that original lineup. It's not the same thing.
2: Find, yeah. Find a new. It's got to be, and there's no disappointing either. So even if they don't win the flag this year, that's done. So you got to find. That's what we're trying to do with Saint Killing Me. But you know, I'm sure there's other clubs uh, that you could you could find a similar. I mean, who else would it be? It'd Be Carlton would be the only other one. They've got the sort of most tragic recent past. Frio, flaky Frio. So if they had something humiliating or embarrassing happen to them this year, like leading a grand final for three quarters then losing, you know, you could sort of say that it's Frio. But don't – can't, it can't be richmond E again.
1: And, you know, it could even be Geelong if Geelong had another disappointing final series where they keep – Prelim. Right? Yeah. If they lose another prelim. Right? Geelong – not Geelong enough. Oh. <laughs> Well, you know what? Actually, I had a stat uh-huh. today,
2: which is more than Geelong. It's Brisbane. So Brisbane have oh, lost yeah. five of their last six finals, mm.
1: despite finishing
2: top four in each of those years. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like that's Brisbane, terrible. That's what they are. Brisbane, Brisbane. Oh, I said, but Brisbane's good as well. I'm, I'm happy with either of those. Can I say put this season in Brisbane? <laughs> Which bin? This bin. Uh, what I was going to say is I was listening to, uh, I reckon it might've been 3 RW, one of the footy uh, podcasts. And so I listened to this after the Gold Coast game. In fact, the next day and they were doing a countdown on the show that day of the top five goals after the siren. And so I'm just listening and you kind of, you know, when you haven't really kept track of time. So in my head, I'm like, Oh, they're doing this list because, you know, of like Noah Anderson kicking the goal. Anyway, as it turns out, they're literally doing this list. They do the list and then they're like, there's still another 15 minutes left of this show. And in that 15 minutes, that last 15 minutes of that Gold Coast game happen. So they're basically wow, in the background that's amazing. just going... Because you know, like at the start they're like doing this like list of goals after siren because they're like you know it's fifty points down there's no there's no coming back from here it's like game's over but they're not even checking in and then literally fifteen minutes later they're like okay well we have got to number six for the list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mentioned
2: uh, two story Rory. Uh, I noticed um, on Essendon uh, Twitter that uh, two meter Peter they've abbreviated it to two MP.
1: Yeah. Does that defeat the purpose of the nickname? Well, you know what? He can be 2MP because there's two story Rory who's coming to town. 2SR. <laughs> <Two> <laughs> they both sound like talkback radio stations, 2PL. 2MP. 2SR.
2: Now, you mentioned the Ruse before. Yes, uh-huh. it feels like the Ruse found some shin yes. bonus spirit. That was the other game that I was watching on Saturday. I was, should have been spending time with my family, but I had my phone out because I was like, oh, this is good. I checked it the score at quarter time. I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be great to see the pies? Like, like after everyone was like, pies are one six in a row and they're amazing and stuff. Wouldn't it be great to see the pies lose to the, to the kangaroos? It was, a, it was a beautiful dream, yeah. <laughs> but it didn't quite happen. But you know what? I think if I was a kangaroo supporter, they've been emailing all year saying, hey, you know, like how do we feel good about this season? I reckon there was stuff to like. About that game, David L- L- David Uniaki's, yeah. L- L- you know that guy, yeah. Uniaki U- Davies. <laughs> yeah, UDL. <laughs> Luke David Uniak, Luke's Luke's David's a uni yeah. at uni.
1: Luke, yeah. Luke 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 and David are at unis. He he does look that. good though, and uh, like they have potential. I mean, Collingwood did not play well except for one quarter and then they still won, so... Well, Noble
2: after the game was like, oh, I think we've been playing too defensive a mindset, so I told them just to attack a bit more. And it's like, maybe it should have been doing that (laughs) for the first 16 rounds. I mean,
1: maybe that's a problem. They didn't know they could kick goals. Well, I don't... There wasn't much evidence to say that they could, so (laughs) it was probably a pretty good assumption going into it. I will say um, about Collingwood is... Seven in a row in this season, Ugh. regardless of the quality of those wins. Like, you know, like, that is... They're good. They're a good fucking yeah. football team, and it sickens me. And the Dacos
2: brothers, like, I was just so watching um, them. There was that great passage of play, whereas Josh to Nick to yeah. kick that goal. And, like, I don't know why, but in my head, I suddenly was like a sports management company, and I just just saw fucking dollar signs, like... Those two boys, at their age, they're at at the biggest football club in Australia. With that name, with what they can do, <laughs> like I've just got ideas, well, Will. Like you could, they're, they're going to be that. They'll be the highest. Well, Nick, yeah. Orton, I don't. Nick will be the highest yes. paid player in the league. Very at a very short period. Maybe Josh as well. But the two of them together. Like, I hope they are close mates because just as the Dacos brothers at that club, they could be fucking... I'm seeing restaurant chains. I'm seeing, like, you know, like uh, streaming uh, specials. Mate, particularly with the they loyalty do whatever they of want. the
1: Collingwood audience, right? Oh, they'll never work again. Never pay for anything. Never again. again for the rest of their life. So now this is probably... Look, you know, I, I only mean this in a joking way, but, you know, take it take it as you will. If I'm looking at the evidence that we have on board at the moment, which is that like Peter Dacos, who is one of the best players of all time, he uh, has had two sons. And on the evidence of those sons, they're both going to be probably like one of those could could well be one of the all time greats. May surpass his father in how good he is. And the other one looks like he's actually going to have a really excellent, but together, they are something magnificent. If you're the club, Mm and you're really interested in strategic long-term planning, you've got to get Peter Dacos back on the job, right? Like, it's not too late for Dacos. Dacos could still be breeding, couldn't he? Like, I mean, yeah. maybe not with, like, I his wonder, wife. too. Like, you with, might need to get with- someone here. <laughs> like, like, I'm talking for the sake of the club. Yeah. Do you think the way, though, that he,
2: In the same way that he pioneered, like, the dribble kick mm. for goal... That's how he inseminates. Do you think like the sperm the just corner. goes around the corner? Yeah.
0: <laughs> just.
2: <laughs> he just gets yeah. a spin on it, like you wouldn't believe. Like you don't think it's going straight for the ovaries, but it does. It just lands there. Boom. What do you think it is? With so it doesn't, it doesn't go to the ovaries. I don't know anything about your female
1: biology. Our, our game is like one of the things I love the most about Australian football is the father-son rule. And, like, the idea of, like, fathers and sons and now fathers and daughters and mothers and daughters and all these sort of things are going to be able to be... Like, there's going to be generations of people who play the game. And it seems to also... Like, you know, cricket isn't the same. It doesn't even seem like rugby league is the same. Like, you look at international sports, there are some famous fathers and sons, like, in baseball and, like, football. But I don't think that there would be a game... like. Again, I have no evidence behind this, but it feels like at this high professional level that something that is incredibly unique to Australian football is like these families, these dynasties of families who play the game. And I... Do you think it's because it is like a genetics thing? Or do you think Mm -hmm. it's because AFL football is hard to play and understand and get the skills for? And by like having someone at home who's played that game, you just grow up, you know, being able to play it better. Does that make sense? Like which of those do you think is more predominant? Genes or like nature versus nurture, I guess, when it comes nurture, to the yeah.
2: Um, I would say genetics would be a primary factor. I'd say I, if there was a percentage, I would say 70% genetics, 30% environment. Because so then, is it I like, that, okay,
1: so if you think it's yeah. mostly then genetics,
2: how far well, away I, are we
1: from just, being able to get when Peter said, Dacos and his like partner, his wife, like, you know, the mother of the Dacos boys, like surely yeah. in a lab, I'm not suggesting we invade their private life, but if you're like the Collingwood Football Club, could you if not? up for it,
2: if they consent yeah.
1: to do it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying that. No, yeah, I'm not saying we should sneak in in the middle of the night. (laughs) Abduct them and turn them into sex slaves. No, but I'm saying, is there some way that you could get in a lab and, like, just start, like, breeding Dacos's, growing your own Dacos's? Well, look, surely
2: uh, IVF um, technology is further along than that. Like, they don't even need, you don't even, it doesn't need to be that invasive. Like, how far along are we with cloning? I mean, if Peter Dacos could give a few strands of his hair and some nail clippings or something and Collingwood say, we'll pay you, like, what do you reckon that's worth? A million dollars a year? A million dollars a year? um, And you just put, like, a new set of tail clippings and hair clippings into this bag and we'll just keep cloning Dacos's? That's a fucking bargain, (laughs) mate.
1: (laughs) Um, If we got to the point where cloning technology was good enough that they could like under the budget of the AFL they could bring back and clone any pre-existing player so basically the idea is like at every club you could bring back some past yeah. legend and that past legend would like be able to play in the current team they don't come back with superpowers or anything so it's not <laughs> like <laughs> I wasn't thinking that I No would. <laughs> but I mean like it's like you get a replica of them exactly same abilities correct so which is
2: which is interesting because if the next question is like, who would I bring yeah, back? Correct. My initial thought is Plugger. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. I'm like, how does Plugger go in today's game?
1: Well, he's, I think, he did get himself pretty fit. Like he was capable of like losing a lot of weight and getting himself fit. So maybe, because he was still a great kick and a skilled mark. and. But he was a key
2: position player. Yeah. Undersized. Like he's only a hundred, he'd be undersized as a full forward these days. He's more like your third tall. Maybe um, I mean, pretty good third tall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I don't. I haven't seen a better yeah. player in Saints colours than Tony Lockett. Like he's he was easily the most dominant mm. figure in my time following football. So I'd say Plugger. Can I can I get two?
1: Yeah, <laughs> why not?
2: Yeah. All right, Pluger and Nicky uh-huh. Winmar because Nicky I think is perfectly built for today's yep. game. Like he was he was your unicorn. He could do it all. He could play any position. Super quick. Super tough. Super skillful. I think he'd be amazing under the dome at Morabin. So I'll take Nicky and, and
1: plugger. thanks. Yeah. Who would you take from the Bulldogs? Chris Grant, I think, could, like, would probably be the yeah. one that... Like, he's not so long ago that the game, you know, he, that he wouldn't be able to play the game... Um, and fuck we could do with a Chris Grant can you imagine Chris Grant just like floating across centre half back at the moment like we've got, we got two story Rory down the front we've got the clone of Chris Grant down the back our problems are sorted uh,
2: there was a moment in the ruse game um, Cheeky Jack was up to his old tricks ducking yes. into tackles and so forth and um, there was a bit of remonstration going on and uh, there was some tongue in cheek mm-hmm. commentary from David King that I think caught your mate Howie by surprise
0: so this is this is the thing with, with Jack He doesn't invite that For some reason players want to do Extra things to Jack in I'm not sure why, why I, keep... I don't know
2: Serious? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry it
2: wasn't Howie I'm not sure who that was at the end But just that Are you serious? <laughs> like it was so earnest Everyone was in on the joke Except for the one guy who comes at the end he's like What are you serious? Oh, no. <laughs>
1: Oh man, (laughs) it is. I mean, quite like quite clearly tongue in cheek. I mean, you would have thought so, right? Like (laughs) either that or something. Like he thinks there's like mass hysteria, and he's like, "Are you all? Yeah, (laughs) are you guys?" Well right. You know that like he aggravates the
2: opposition. That's
1: why they want to tackle him. Yeah, he, he yeah. And then he ducks at the point that they're about to bash him. Um
2: I did mention earlier, Will, that uh you are like the robber of the show tonight, uh, derailing my run sheet. <clears throat> Last week, poor Kath Laughlin, um, Jared was away on holiday, so she was in uh the driver's seat at 360. And boy oh boy, it was like when the relief teacher comes into a classroom like, filled with students with oh ADHD, no. uh, listen to this little grab of her trying to get Robbo back on track.
0: Clubs are starting to make their moves, aren't they?
1: Absolutely,
2: they are. <laughs> we're
1: about... at the clock tower.
2: <laughs> As they say in racing, we're at the clock tower. We
0: need to move on to. Not the, most... the clock tower, the stables, whatever they're called. Can we just move on? Yep. The most emphatic Jared response. Gerard would again. never say that to me. He, he would say <laughs> horse sorry. racing, horse
1: racing. I'm sorry. I don't think that Gerard would say horse racing, horse racing. <laughs> I've got to be honest with you. I think he'd say something much more eloquent than that. But also, the, what was he even trying to say? That
2: the, They are near the finish line, I think, is what he was trying to say. Is that where say, the stables are? The, the stables are, like... No, he got confused with, like, the... the we, the well maybe it's the halfway point or the three-quarter mark of it. I
1: think it. Was it like I was I thought, is he gonna climb up into a clock tower and like start shooting people?
2: I have never seen a host touch her earpiece quite as often as Kath was oh, doing during that segment. Shit. Clearly, are like we, are we still air? <laughs> are we still on Like, Can you get Please. Robbo to stop talking? To stop him from talking. I can't do it. <laughs> Robbo, shut up. Um it was funny too, because uh, uh there was a lot of that was back before the Eric, Eric Hipwood um, uh, decision had been had come down, and so there was such a desperate attempt by all the footy shows but particularly 360 to drum up some kind of like you know fervor around it do you remember a few weeks ago we played that clip of ben rutton with the sad music and it's like oh my god this oh, is yeah. it's like the band that went down on <laughs> the titanic it was so sad we'll listen to the horror v- oh, this is the horror movie version of that all about eric hipwood's push
0: lovely kick and a big hit with the umpires behind the plate a solid contact. He's pushed his opponent into the umpire so that's probably something that needs to be addressed. But so that's a push lead guys and for anyone that plays in the just... forward line that's something you would do <laughs> 50 times a game. But there's a duty of care there, you have to know the umpire there is in fluoro green. And it's just a coincidence yeah. that they were there at the same time. <laughs> that's an amazing coincidence that he decided to push when the umpire was right there. And sometimes accidents happen. Oh, I can't imagine any player deliberately doing
1: that. But firstly, I can't, I can't even like remember any of the things that were said because all I can think is he's guilty. Whatever it is, he's fucking guilty. I don't know what the story is or who it's about, but this motherfucker is guilty and it was haunted. It was haunted and he's guilty. <laughs> Oh, my God.
2: I mean, they really just – I mean, that's – I got Podcast Mike to cut that uh, that down too. That was like a 60-second clip.
1: I mean, don't they do – can I say this? Don't they do a fucking great job, like, cutting these, like, promos? Like, it is honestly one of the best things about, like, the show and the way that they put it together is they do give you the whole sense of, like, you listen to that – They've got the whole sense of the debate around it. They've added this dramatic music. It fucking pops. Like, it's... They do...
2: Yeah. Yeah. Second only to the WWE in terms of promo packages.
1: But, I mean, isn't that amazing that they do that quality at, like, Fox Footy? Like, you know what I mean? Like, at AFL 360, which, like, is a popular show on a very niche network. Like, it's not one of the biggest shows on television. And yet, I think the way that they package it and put it together is... So impressive.
2: <laughs> uh, now, I, I got a bit depressed after the Saints lost on the weekend, so I didn't take in too much commentary action. So I don't have a brain Dwayne for this week. Oh, no. Um, me neither. But I did have someone reach out to say that in the West Coast game, West Coast Carlton, he did make a reference to comic book characters and the one bit of commentary, which reminded me of a brain Dwayne moment from years ago when Matthew Parker, Matty Parker, still played for the Saints – there was a bit of play where Jack Steele kicked it to him and Matty Parker kicked a goal. And I remember quite distinctly because it was so bad <laughs> where he said, the Saints have got all the superheroes. They've got the Man of the Steel. They've got Peter Parker. Well, Matthew Parker, he's Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, that audio oh, will be God. out there somewhere.
1: But even the Man of Steel Just, is a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> They've got a guy called Steel. It's not like And Clark. it's
2: not. Well, we had Hunter Clark. I'm surprised he didn't tie that one into it as well uh you know who's really just like i'm worried about now hamish
1: <laughs> like every week what is going on within? no doubt everyone hamish are you okay like he's i don't think he's i feel like there might be something going on like I don't, i'm not prying it. i don't i have no knowledge i'm wildly speculating but whatever's going on in hamish's life he's taking his eye off the ball
2: i feel like so he keeps bringing up these bits of trivia which are Like, either inconsequential or not that interesting.
1: Yeah, stop trying to be Bruce. You're not Bruce, man. (laughs) Bruce's thing.
2: Listen to this one. So, uh, Anasaya Wanganing Malera kicked his first uh, AFL goal on the weekend. Uh, uh, So, Wayne Carey is just talking a little bit about what happened. And then listen to the follow-up from Hamish.
1: They're kicking the ball really well to the advantage of their forwards, St. Kilda.
2: Joins a club, 133rd kick, first goal. What club is that? (laughs) <laughs> uh, they kicked their first goal with their 133rd kick. That's not a club, Hamish. There is no club for that. I mean, there may be a club. Like, No, there isn't. <laughs> I checked. I've been researching all day. There is no club for players who kick their first goal with their 133rd kick.
1: It's a Sir Swamp thing kind of factoid. It's not an interesting bit of commentary. It isn't. It's only that he knew that it was his 133rd kick. (laughs) Like, that's it. Like, basically what he would have said was he's kicked his first goal with his 133rd kick. And then he might have said, there's probably not a club for that. Ah, that's
2: good. Right?
1: That needs a second pass, yeah. Yeah, I can can punch it up for you, Hamish. Like, the bit's fine. The thought is okay, right? Like, because there's the... First kick, first goal club. We all understand. Like, So you've got to give it a bit of like that as well, yeah. Hamish. You need to be going, you know, Duck, there's a lot of guys in the game who've like kicked their, you know, a goal with their first kick. It's quite a prestigious club. You know, and then you do your bit. You've just got to like, too much. Like, Hamish, what's going on? I don't know. Like, can we do a
2: wellness check on Hamish? Yeah. Like, it is, feels is, is like it, we need to. Is
1: Hamish worried that when Gil goes, he goes? <laughs> do you think that's what it is
2: he's trying to like i have to be the i have to be the yeah. new well i was gonna say the new rex hunt but after recent comments
1: maybe no one wants to be the new rex hunt because here's what i would say about hamish i reckon hamish had had like the last two or three years i reckon hamish has had a blinder like he'd done yeah. really like he had like that, that column in the newspaper his interviews like i thought his commentary was like really really strong and,
2: mental health advocacy.
1: Yeah, I think he like you know really had been doing a good job. So firstly, hey Mish, are you okay? I mean that sincerely, <laughs> I hope you are. But secondly, I think he's inside his own head and he's suddenly worried, oh you know what, I get a lot of these opportunities because my brother runs the game. Suddenly, if my brother's not running the game, like it's only up to me. Like I can't pull any strings anymore and it's got inside his own head. Like, I don't think he's trusting the process, you know?
2: Does Hamish feel, is he worried that he'll be perceived as the Johnny drama? Yeah. That like, Gil is Vince and he's Johnny drama. Mm.
1: Yeah, and, and that people only wanted to hang out with him because of, of Gil. I don't think yeah. so, Hamish. I don't think you are Johnny drama. You're Vince.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, it's time for everybody's okay. favorite segment.
0: Whether it's Jake Lloyd or Tony Lockett It's time
2: for Pocket Profile Pocket That's right, it's time for Pocket Profile Pocket And this was uh, suggested by many people In fact, I think this was featured A Western Australian journalist uh, Caught this a couple of weeks ago and, and and put portions of this online It's very funny This is uh, Eagles defender Tom Barris um, Are you familiar with uh, this young man's work? Either am I But then again <laughs> That's not really saying anything. So, uh, he plays for the Eagles. He's a defender, I believe. I think he's a. I think he's a mullet at the moment. Did you ever think you would live to see mullets become cool again? Like you'd live to see a time when mullets were like a
1: cool status symbol. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh but fashion, God. fashion is actually incredibly cyclical, and things were there mullets before the eighties. Yeah, what are cavemen fucking rocking? Oh, if that's like, not <laughs> like that long ago. But that's like the original. They weren't dressing like that
2: for fashion.
1: But look what Vikings. Have you seen the TV show Vikings? It's non stop fucking mullets.
2: Uh, I don't know if that's fashion. I don't know if that counts. Anyway, Tom Barris. <laughs> um, let me give you. Some, all right, so look, a lot of humour mm-hmm. in okay. this. Good humour. A humor? lot of kind of Would you describe
1: humor? it as good humour? Like, is it fun humour? Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think he's actually, I mean, some, some goofy, quirky humour. Okay. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll need to give you a fair few clues. I yeah. Think. Okay. <clears throat> Not a lot of straight answers. Mm-hmm. That would be my clue to you. Um, okay, what is his favourite non-AFL AFL sporting team? Mm-hmm. And I'll make this a little easier for you. It's an Australian national team. Oh,
1: uh, the Australian national, oh, actually. They
2: have a mascot. Yeah. Yeah. They have a mascot. As in, like you know, they're they're known as the
1: uh, the oh okay interesting, so um, the wallabies. The wallabies, oh correct? God. Wow, well done. Okay, <laughs> you seem
2: shocked. I am shocked <laughs> that the ball just bounced off the pack and fell into your arms. You yeah. almost couldn't believe it. You're in the goal square. <laughs> Dwayne Russell described it as crumb of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, does he get to AFL games when the Eagles are not uh-huh. playing and this is very um, what's the word um, when you um, when you you know you're, you're really
1: uh, definitive
2: definitive that's the yeah. word
1: fuck no <laughs> never
2: <laughs> he says never wouldn't be caught dead no he just says never yeah. should the centre bounce be retained mm. keep some of that Briole, will
1: mm. yes no. Oh <laughs> fuck! <laughs> I can't um, get a beat on centre bounce. That is like my bogey. Like you know how like some clubs are just like oh, we're not fast starters. Whenever no. we get to centre bounce, I've lost all radar on whether. Like I was quite confident he wasn't going to go to AFL games based on my usual reasoning that like afl footballers don't seem to anyway and he lives in a two-team town so like (laughs) i was pretty like lock it in but the fucking center bounce i don't know i don't know what people want
2: ironically Uh. whether or not someone wants to retain the center bounce is unpredictable as the center bounce
1: absolutely
2: (laughs) um all right so his non-football wish for 2022 Mm. if an anti-lockdown if you crossed an anti-lockdown protester With a beauty pageant contestant, they might yeah. give this answer: two things they want he wants for the world in 2022.
1: Uh, he wants freedom and
2: world peace.
1: Oh, yeah! <laughs> good clues. Well done.
2: They were good clues. I was going to say anti vaxxer and uh, no, good. beauty pageant contestant, but anti- no. anti-lockdown. Okay,
1: good, oh, good, good, well good clue. All right. Strong um, assist for that one. You're the one getting the high five from everyone. You're the one who, like, you know, really did all the hard work. And yeah, I just, no, you've
2: you've run out. You've yeah. run up for the goals. Are you pointing at me to yeah. so, yeah. "I know, like, I know, does, that was my goal, was you? mate. Your goal, your goal, your goal, mate.
1: Your goal."
2: <laughs> I've just got to work out who this um, uh-huh. uh, this pop star is. All right. Um, all right, I don't. I can't remember who sings this song. Okay, but I'm give you the clue anyway. So anyway, he's non. F- scariest football moment. A scariest non-football moment. Um, uh, so he would <laughs> let me say that he would rather eat a piece of toast he would than a piece of toast. He'd rather eat a piece of toast. <laughs> a toast than this scary non-football moment. He'd
1: rather <laughs> eat, eat a piece of toast. Eat a piece of toast. <laughs> yeah, or maybe read the Daily News you'd rather eat a piece of toast or read the daily news no. yeah. than than have this scare this moment now are you no. making references to this song at the moment is this yes. the clue that I'm meant to be understanding yes. and do the lyrics think, of the song do you think I will know this song yes okay. if I was to say life whole life whole oh. life <laughs> life. Yeah, the, do, 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 do. do you know what part of that song I know? The bit no. you just sung.
2: Okay. <laughs> That's it. I said under the lyric, I don't want to see a ghost. It's a sight that I fear most. I'd rather eat a piece
1: of toast. Uh, absolutely the 100% News. the worst. <laughs> like you've gone from the best clue that you've ever given to the worst clue you've ever given. Podcast
2: Mike, do you know the name of the artist? Is that Sade or it's, it's someone from that ilk? Is it Sade? Sade?
0: I've never heard this song in my life. life have you never heard
1: that song? Oh, life. Oh, life. Oh, life, 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 life.
2: life. I have
1: no <laughs> idea what this song is. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, maybe. I, I really thought that was a good clue. No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, who is that song? Oh,
2: um, I, that? Yeah, look up who that person is. Just type in the lyrics. I don't want to see yeah. a ghost.
1: It's a Oh uh, uh, No, artist. it wasn't Sade. Uh, it was Desiree. Desiree, I Desiree, a name like or Desiree, well, Maybe. I would life. never have.
2: Uh, or oh, life, or oh, life. Okay, so Tom Barass's
1: <laughs> scariest non-football moment was he saw a ghost. Well, and if the I ghost was the... of Desiree, and it was like, oh, life, <laughs> or oh, life, <laughs> or oh, life, boo, 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 boo. <laughs> Too meta. I just love that
2: the format though of the pocket profile is they just brush over the fact that he. He's claiming evidence of life after death. Yeah, right.
1: There's no follow-up questions (laughs) in the pocket profile. (laughs) What's this case? No, I saw a ghost. He said the world's going to win in 27 days. Who's your favourite comedian? Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Hal Barron. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Fuck.
2: Who (laughs) rules the roost in his household? Okay. Interesting. Now, real Rowan Marshall energy. Yep. So you got it right.
1: Well, I mean, unless this is where his comedy comes in, but like otherwise, I would say he does. Yeah, he
2: rules it. But he uses his full name. So his name Uh, is Tom Barras. Who rules the roost in your household? Thomas Donald Barras.
1: Thomas Donald (laughs) Barras. Unless that's his dad's name,
2: it's weird that he would use his dad's middle name.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No.
2: I'm into this. Okay. Okay. Uh, who was your most influential junior coach? Now, I'm going to say it's his dad or, an, or his uncle. I need a first name, same last name.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yes, right. So, like, I thought the two options you were giving me were dad and uncle. <laughs> and I was like, that, that's a weird. No, okay. So, it's a brass. Yeah. Someone brass.
2: Yeah. Um, and first name. Yeah. And my clue is. is... Yeah. Oh, fuck. I was going to give you another pop star clue, but again, I can't remember the name of the artist. She's an Australian artist. I think she played the grand final. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, she did. She, uh, she had a song called Dance Monkey. Uh, tone, Tony. Tony Brass. Tony Brass. Tony um, he went to Oz Tones and I Brass. <laughs> <laughs> Tones and I Barass. Correct. Oddly enough. Yeah. Um, now, what was the common theme of your report card? Mm. Oh, okay, cool. Interesting. Um, It seems in this scenario, it's a common scenario, a scenario you'd be familiar with by now, Mm -hmm. but he implicates a boy called Dan and a boy called Josh.
1: So what does the report card say? Uh, That he was easily distracted by Dan and Josh? Correct. Could be doing well if he wasn't so
2: easily distracted Mm. by Dan and Josh, which is... So far, the most information we've been given <laughs> in this answer. So we always know, distracts others and is easily distracted. But this is elaborating. He could be doing well. He has, this teacher saw
1: potential in him yeah. if it wasn't for that fucking Dan and Josh. Right. It was his dickhead mates. Yeah. You know what? Needed to get him out of, like, it, this is a goodwill hunting situation, basically. Primary right? school. Is yeah. what's going on here. <laughs> and the teacher's like, I love the idea that the teacher names names. It's just calling out other kids on random kids' report cards.
2: <laughs> yeah, totally. Just naming and shaming. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Uh, did he have a part-time job while still at school? Oh, interesting.
1: Um, Western Australia, did he grow up in Western Australia? Is he like I'm a assuming so. He went grown? to Scarborough. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't feel like Western Australian kids have, like, Jobs. Jobs. (laughs) Oh, controversial. (laughs) Fucking
2: Western Australia already ragged on them last week. You want to go round two? Not only is there state lockdown laws and their jam donuts a disgrace, but the bloody kids don't even work.
1: (laughs) Don't work part time jobs. Why would you work? Like, like, why would you work? It's so beautiful. You You can just surf and go to the beach and stuff. And like with Dan and Josh or whatever the names are, (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say no.
2: He did not. He did have a job. Oh. He worked
1: in an ice
2: cream shop.
1: Oh, okay. That's a pretty, that's a pretty Western Australian am <laughs> yeah, totally. no, Sorry, he worked in a bikini shop or an ice cream shop. I forgot yeah. about those other.
2: He sold shark's tooth necklaces uh, down at Scarborough. Uh, who's the best storyteller at your club? Okay,
1: um,
2: one of the one of the one of the notable personalities down there. Yeah. Not, uh, I wouldn't have. Thought of him as like a, a natural kind of storyteller. He doesn't. He's not one of the more overtly like media overt media performers. But um, I imagine he would tell a good yarn at the pub. He seems like the kind of guy you'd like to have a few beers with at the pub, and he'd tell a good yarn.
1: I mean, I imagine it's got to be Josh Kennedy, right? No. No. Oh, interesting. Think
2: more country footballer. Who is the epitome of country footballer? Shannon in
1: that? Hearn. No. Um, who am I missing? Oh, Bloody bra- it, oh brackets, sorry, brackets, McGovern. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, sorry <laughs> no, brackets uh, McGovern. Makes sense, of course. Yeah, that actually, no, that feels right. I, 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 I think you're right about the yards, but I, that does yeah. feel right. Yeah. Um, now, this is
2: odd. Okay. Who's the best social outing organiser at your club? Ben Cousin. No, it's not a player. Uh
1: And the answer may surprise you. (laughs) Okay, interesting. So it's not a player. Um, Definitely an employee of the club. Yeah, like a coach? Yeah.
2: The coach? The coach. (laughs) Adam Simpson Simpson is the best social outing organizer. Now this could go one of two ways. Uh Uh-huh. Either there needs to be an investigation like the Demons had two years ago about Simon Goodwin going to the Portsea pub with his players, or Adam Simpson's a genius and he's like, okay, boys, you want to have a party? Yeah, come out to old, you know, Uncle Adam's place. I'll keep an eye on you. It's one of those two things, right? Are you suggesting that Adam Simpson is grooming his players? No, he's not grooming them. He's like, the, he's like the cool parents of like, oh, you want to yeah. drink with your mates, mm-hmm. come around, you can drink downstairs. I'd rather you do it here where we can keep an eye on you than you go
1: to a park or some party where I don't know what's going on. I think that's that that's an approach. Like Western Australia, like what you've learned about the Western Australian teams is they like going out, yeah. right? So I... Even think, this year, right? There's 11 of them yeah. stuck to a nightclub. Exactly. So... The idea that it's like, you know what? If you can't get Muhammad to the mountain, you've got to get the mountain to Muhammad or vice versa, right? Like, Adam Simpson is just like, if you guys want a party... I,
2: I just would party, love, Dad. like, the players going like, fuck, we have to go to another party. Adam Simpson yeah. is like, hey, you boys are here with the Southern Suns. And he, like, puts his CD on and stuff. <laughs> Starts Suns? handing out, like, half-strength middies. <laughs> All right, boys, now not too much. I about it. Gets out his guitar. I <laughs> always he hear a song. Uh, Alright, who's the most tech-savvy teammate at the club? Um, okay. This player is like a pacey little player, and his name always sounds like it's a type of flower or like a perfume. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> it's Italian. It's Italian-sounding. It's got a nice syncopation to it. Super quick. Uh, super quick. First name, Jack. Um, no. Jack Petrocelli. Oh, yeah,
1: okay.
2: Don't you think it sounds like, like per- perfume or a flower? Give me a, a, like a bunch of Petrucellis.
1: It sounds like an adult beverage to me. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. an after a nice dinner Petrucelli. drink. Oh, yeah. A Petrocelli after dinner. With a dinner. twist of lime. <laughs> an aperitif or something. Yeah. No, no, but a digestive. A digestive. Um, which
2: teammate should run for off- political office in the future? If uh, I believe Woody Allen's won an Oscar. Oh mm. shit! I fucked that up. Oh, <laughs> I believe Woody Allen's won an Academy Award. <laughs>
1: uh, Oscar, whatever his name is, Allen. Oscar, As- Allen. Oscar Woody. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Oscar Degenerate. Uh, rate your cooking skills from one to five. Mm. Uh, well, confident before. Is this mm. like? He's gonna zig. <sighs> okay. Uh, I don't cook. One. I'll give you that. It's close okay. enough. What's his best dish? Now, there's no way you would ever guess this. Revenge. <laughs> <Yeah>. Serve cold. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to say to you it's a meager but his best dish <laughs> is accompanied by two things that don't go with meager traditionally or in any world of common sense. So he likes meager on blank with a glass of blank. <laughs>
1: Uh, meagering on toast with a glass of milk
2: (laughs) I don't think I've read a more single young man answer than I like meagering on toast with a glass of milk
1: (laughs) oh hang on was that actually the answer that's the answer (laughs) Uh, what (laughs) what was his worst
2: uh, cooking disaster um now, I don't, there's no way of giving you a Makering
1: clue. on toast with a glass, <laughs> with a glass of, of
2: milk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's up there with chorizo pasta, I feel, in young man meals. Uh, his worst cooking disaster, uh-huh. it was a baking disaster. Um, I don't even know how to give you a clue for this. Basically, <laughs> he said he baked a cake that turned into a massive biscuit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think I, he eats like a stoner. I think the cake <laughs> he was baking, it turned into a massive biscuit, was the Willy, sort he might have taken to Adam Simpson's place and handed out at a party. Because. The, <laughs> Willy Rioli dropped off some butter to him. It's like, mate, you've got to try some meagre ring on toast, man. Wash it down with some milk It's delicious. Okay.
2: Uh, is he a golf or tennis on neither guy? I'm going to give you the answer, but he's, okay. I want you to give me the qualifier. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm neither. Yeah, they and he, suck. Yeah, and he says, I would rather... <laughs> yeah. okay. Eat me goreng on Toys
1: Rekwins. <laughs> I would dog. rather smoke weed, man. Smoke weed every day. It's 4.20 somewhere, right, brother? Um, I would rather ki- uh, not kill myself. I would rather... Um, <laughs> it's the PG version. I'd,
2: ra- I'd rather slam my nuts in a door. Uh, yeah, I'd rather um, slam my testicles in the door. <laughs> I would rather drop a rock on my foot. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, have you ever used Doctor Google to diagnose any injury or illness? Yeah, man, I dropped a rock on my foot.
1: I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Uh, His
2: answer yeah, okay. is an answer I imagine many Essendon players gave when being interviewed by WADA during the drug scandal.
1: Mm, I don't. I, I just. I just trust. I just trust the club, man. I don't. I, I don't. I'm not an expert. I just, I just take what I'm given.
2: <laughs> Have you ever used Doctor Google to diagnose an injury or an illness? No. Only my club doctor, Alex, or a designated AFL or AFLPA recommended doctor.
1: <laughs> oh Did what are you that? hiding? <laughs> <laughs> that biscuit, I think, is what he's hiding.
2: Uh, can he keep a secret?
1: Yeah. Yes.
2: And again, he's kind of like emphatic on this. So yes, yes, I'm a vault. <laughs> yes, of course I can. Uh, what's his idea for a perfect day? Sounds like, you know, like not, not no plans. Just this is would be most days for most people.
1: Just bloody breathing, man. Just
2: <laughs> <laughs> hanging out, hanging out with my family or friends. <laughs> What is something he's most proud of? Um, Someone in his family. He's.
1: Uh, oh. Um, he's most proud of his parents. His little brother Ted. Oh. Now,
2: if Tony Barass is his dad, yeah. Tony's his dad, and he's got two sons called Tom and Ted. Do you think that they oh, like the alliteration the of Card- T? They T- like T-B's? the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You got Tony, Tom and Ted in the same family.
1: Oh, oh man. Triple T.
2: The Triple T Barass Boys.
1: <laughs> the TB Boys.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to get TB. Uh, what's his biggest fear? Um, ghosts? Is it ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> well, piece I believe- of toast, ironically. But believe- <laughs> if he has a glass of milk and some ring
1: it's, like- <laughs> it's fine. i rather have a piece of toast with ring and a glass of milk.
2: Uh, his biggest fear is cleaning out the food at the bottom of the sink.
1: Yeah, I bet. With the nightmare that he's making.
2: You're, the biggest compliment you've ever received, um, if if one of... I mean, I don't know. It sounds like someone has a shin fetish.
1: Um, someone
2: who met him has, who has a shin fetish. You've got handsome shins. Your shins are looking so nice and long today,
1: Tom. Oh. Gross! That actually feels like someone who's going to murder him and use his shit, like, whittled down his shin and soup. Oh, <laughs> out for some shin bonus spirit. Is there a chance that that's how ah. you make shin bonus spirit? And like, shit's been going on. Like, so like he thought he was being scouted by North Melbourne, but they've actually just employed someone who thinks that he can make some. So do
2: you think that's mm-hmm. why their form's been so bad because mm-hmm. of border restrictions? They haven't been able to kidnap, uh. murder players <laughs> and harvest them for their shins. <laughs> their shins. Uh, if he could play an instrument, what would it be? Mm, guitar. No, this is an instrument we haven't. I don't believe anyone has really named before. Mm-hmm. And I think, for someone with, I'm guessing the attention span of Tom Barras, mm. this seems like a appropriate thing to play. Drums. Drums. Mm. <laughs> he seems like one of the guys from Step Brothers. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, definitely eats like a drummer. Uh,
2: yeah, he is watching the series alone the best movie of all time. Um, this is another one of those weird ones that comes up periodically in these new pocket profiles. It's not a Dark Knight. It's a Martin Scorsese thriller. Do you remember the one? Because you struggled to remember. Oh, um, the,
1: the, you, no, you told me about this. The, the one on the island? Or no, yes. Like the, the weird one on the island?
2: It's like every 8th Pocket Profile, they love this fucking movie. And it's like, I've never even seen it, but it's just undiscovered classic according to AFL plays.
1: Leonardo DiCaprio? Well, I know we discussed yeah. this last time, but what's it called? Um,
2: uh, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> if I was to create an island built entirely out of
1: window shit. <laughs> Window shutters. Yeah, uh, uh, shutter, you I, shutter island. Yeah, no, great, great, clue. You're right. I really unlocked the mystery of that one.
2: Uh, well, let's get to the mailbag. Oh, yes, uh, if you want to send us uh, some mail, you can go to Two Guys One Cup AFL at Instagram or Twitter, and you can send us a little message there. Um, these, are, yeah, I've got a few, lots and lots of people wanting to talk about Richmondy. But I think we covered that yeah. earlier. Um, Daniel wants to know, uh, Charlie Kernow dropping the F-bomb in his post-game interview, surely five goals means that's allowed?
1: Yeah, I like that. I, I like it, the incentive if you kick five goals. If you goals, kick over
2: five goals, you can drop an F-bomb. One F-bomb. What about a C-bomb? What, what are you going to get for that? Um, Ten goals? Nah. Is that pro- probably, probably 12. Still for a C-bomb. How many possessions? 50-plus 50, 50 possessions, 50, yeah. yeah. If
1: you get 50 yeah. so possessions, Tom Mitchell
2: Just rubbing his hands together. I'm going to get to save the C-bomb on Woody. Don't worry about it. have got to
1: it. give him something to look forward to.
2: Uh, Mitch says, I'm interested in your thoughts on this description of Rory Lobb in the write-up from the Frio Saints game. He looks like he's straight out of an 80s German techno band, making the 207 forward stand out like
1: Big Bird in a bowl of Cocoa Pops. Well, you know what? This is him, the human Rorschach test. Like, everybody right. who looks at him sees something different. That's what I love. Two-story Rory. Him. Yeah. Maybe this is actually, like, what Bevo, like, is going to bring to the Bulldogs. Like, we just need, you know, eight different perso- new personalities at the club, <laughs> so we'll just get one guy who just, everyone's like, have you seen that new guy?
2: The uh, El- Electric Bacon says, people are talking about the Pies as premiership contenders, but that's bullshit because we don't have a Richmondy or Disappointing or Backs Against the Wall shtick. Players give us a thing so we're in with a shot. Uh, backs against the wall is your shtick doesn't that still count not really I don't think it hasn't common, been it? a backs
1: against the wall season though. this is like a. well they've been doing
2: backs against the wall mid game though they've been down at half time and then they just haven't had a if they go into a grand final like you know with a bunch of injuries and stuff that's when it'll work for them so you know they, they win a prelim but they lose a day cost they lose more Pendlebury breaks his leg and then that's the only way they win the grand final. That's, that's my prediction. Uh, this is from Richard. It says, with, the, with Hawthorne getting their 1,000th win, I noticed while looking it up that the Saints and the Bulldogs have yet to notch up their 1,000th win. So who do you think will get there first? The Saints are currently on 9.58 and the Dogs on 9.18. May take a few seasons. Uh,
1: the Saints, based on that, I would Redder think. First? It's going to, like, we'll certainly not be doing this podcast if it's the other way around, I think.
2: (laughs) I'll (laughs) get it. You're getting a new co host. A new, uh, who would I bring in? Uh, I need another Bulldog supporter. Would Julia Gillard do it, you reckon? Uh, What about uh, Chris Hemsworth? Oh, fuck yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. Well, he lives up here. Exactly. Imagine that. Imagine He'd if like, go know, we the, pod, If he went we, to the, we the studio. same manager. Imagine if I reach out to him and yeah. it just turns out he's just been hanging for someone to
1: kind of fucking it's off and like I'd love Bob to Bob shoot the shit about footy, and I just live I mean, down, do down the road. Do you then, then, then want to come you know back? What? you know what i love <laughs> is like you've got a studio in your house that was meant to be for us to record the show together and we've never recorded it due to covid and uh, sorry not it's not called covid anymore i like to call it what the afl call it health and safety protocols, protocols yeah, yeah so sorry mate you're out with the case of health and safety protocols uh i've never been in that studio imagine chris hemsworth comes over and records the fucking show with you before i go into the studio jen <laughs> would love that she
2: would uh Sarah says, is there any point in doing a podcast this week? No. No. If you were to abandon AFL altogether, which sport would you throw your passion towards? Mm. You know what? It's a fucking big, I don't follow any other sport closely besides Aussie rules. I like basketball and I used to follow um, the NBA and the NBL when I was younger. So I, I think I could go back to that. I used to follow the cricket, but, I feel like too much time's passed. I just don't know who anyone is. I've
1: really, Wouldn't got, be the NRL. I've really got back into cricket. I've really been enjoying the cricket lately. Um, I I went through a period of like following in the NRL and like at work, at Gruen in particular, but like on a few things that I work with, a whole bunch of people I work with are rugby league fans. So I sort of pay some attention to it just so that I can understand what they're talking about at work and in meetings and stuff. But... I think, I think it would be like American basketball. If I had the yeah. time to really like watch something more regular, I think it would be American basketball. Because the good thing about
2: NBA is it's it's like entertainment, regardless of yeah. the actual athletic competition. Like even the draft is entertaining and fun to watch. Yeah,
1: when I was living in America and I had like whatever like cable channel I had like had the basketball, I watched. It's always on. Like they play a lot of games and there's a lot of teams. You can just basically just turn on your TV like most of the time and just go, oh, there's basketball on. I guess I could watch this.
2: Um, okay, this is on the Instagram, which again is Two Guys, One Cup AFL on Instagram. And reminder to you all that uh, most Thursdays, I'd say 90% of Thursdays, <laughs> we do our tips at 5 p.m uh on instagram live and if you miss it you can always catch up by just going to our instagram page we post them as soon as we're done uh this is from matt can we add podcast mike to the weekly tips oh, yeah. no no
1: that's too hard <laughs> i
2: actually think I, I just think we actually can't i think you can only take on one person on instagram live at a time is that but right maybe in mike?
1: 2023 in mike's big year of football like yeah like, yeah maybe that's something that we can look at like you know, yeah, incorporating because it would be interesting to see, right? Like what this idiot savant uh, because could bring like, we're, to the tips. We're idiots, so nobody should like think that we know what we're talking about when it comes to tips. But like, we're introducing like uh, this is this yeah. feels like you know the new Jackass movie to me. Like, you know, there's the the original spirit of the podcast, but there's like a new guy, a new
0: ambitious guy who's
1: about to have a big year of football and maybe he could like get in on the tips. What do you think about this podcast, Mike?
0: Um, Yeah, I'd be happy to participate because I think it would be funny if... Like, I think what's likely to happen with this podcast is that me, someone with no inner knowledge of AFL at all, would probably end up winning the tips of the three of us just on pure guesswork. I was
2: going to say... There is there is there is an episode of Nine Hundred Two One Zero, the original series, where um um uh Jason Priestley what was his character Brandon, and uh and who is the girl that's in love with him, the nerdy one, Gabrielle, oh, yeah, um, um, yes, it is, uh, Gabrielle Catteris, whatever her name, whatever the character's name was, and they went to the races, and she didn't know anything about racing, but she was in love with Brandon, so she kept tipping horses that had like love or something in the title and she kept winning. And I always stuck in my head. I'm like, is that how tipping works? <laughs> you just fall in love with a boy. Oh, all right. I don't think I can do that.
1: <laughs> His name's Tuke <Took> Miller. <laughs> uh,
2: Mike, while we've still got you yes. on the mic, there's another question here from Adzi. Uh, who is podcast Mike looking to support next year? And why will they win the flag before St Kilda?
0: Yeah. Great question. And thanks again, Adzi for supporting the show. We appreciate it. Um, look,
1: i hate <laughs> how he does you know, that, that that's, that's the padding on behalf of the show either like without running it by charlie and i we might not appreciate it look, or do um, you mean we as in he the just the good people had a crack at, at me, and you're like
2: oh thanks Edzie you're my best
0: mate welcome to the show on podcast mike say what you want
2: insult one of the hosts that's fine
0: look um yeah we've just look, i did actually think for a while about leaving my uh What's it called, like your traditional team? Like the team my mum goes for is Essendon. So I've always just supported them kind of nominally. And I did for a while consider leaving and supporting either the Bulldogs because of my obvious link. Links to Gia, my second cousin, who I've never actually met. Well, I've met once, but that's a long story. Um, Or Richmond, because they're a great team, but I am sticking with Essendon. So up the Dons in 2023 and 2022, but more so 2023.
1: (laughs) I mean, it does explain a lot about why Mike's big year of football is not starting until next year, much like Essendon's big year of football.
2: Smart thinking. (laughs) Yeah. Roy Boy says, why does every play have to be described as a great story? Because do you know how many fucking people want to play AFL professionally and then how many actually do? It's a great it's, story. It, <laughs> like it really is a great story. It's not a great story. story.
1: But when we're talking about great stories, how about um I'm gonna to have to learn this kid's name? But ace the um, like, I saw that you posted the footage of his, like, you know, family celebrating the goal after the siren and said, can we just, like, make it a weekly thing to check in with his family? Yeah. 100%. How good? I mean, you know what that is, Charlie? Yeah. It's a great story.
2: <laughs> that yeah. and the footage of the eight-year-old son's oh, support of little kid on the how first good. tier. Well, I've watched that almost as much as I've watched the goal. Like, it, that is just... Footy fandom just like summed up so beautifully, just like completely unguarded, a fear and joy all wrapped up in one glorious moment. And that it's beautiful, kid has got
1: a like a memory now. Like, that's how the Gold Coast yeah actually builds something there. And it might take ages, but the fact that they've like re signed Stewie Jew, the fact that those players there all seem to want to stay together and play together, like it's. Man, I feel really optimistic about the Gold Coast, which is a very unusual <laughs> feeling for me. Uh, Kemp wants to know, how can
2: Richmond be so good in the last five years but still suck so much? Oh, they're still pretty good, man. They're like, still pretty good. Do you know what I mean like, And this is the other thing too that I've realised about footy is like I'm feeling shit about the yeah. Saints and stuff. But even a Richmond supporter who's got those three very recent flags to look on feels shit. Like, yeah. it's, it's the
1: great equaliser, isn't it? Unless you're actually winning in the moment, it sucks. They feel shit, but come on, man. Like, that's like a billionaire during COVID saying we're all in this together. Like, yeah. you know, you, it, you, you basically, like, you've won, what, three premierships in, like, w- within still the last six years or whatever mate that's fine like my team's won one in 50 years and i'm wrapped i don't care really from now on (laughs) that was that was all i needed uh brian says
2: is there a reason you chose the hawthorne song for your intro music i think it was the only one i could afford a license to um i think that was did charlie check out the saints twitter account on saturday night i certainly did and i gotta say I think I fucking hate Saint supporters the most out of anyone in the oh. entire league. Like, dude, I, look, maybe it's the same. It must be the same. But it's just the, the amount of chicken littles out there who are just like, everything sucks, we suck, sack the board. How, why? Like, I, I get passionate, but I'm able to just like disconnect and go, you know what, it doesn't actually affect my life in any way at all. Like, I disconnect for a little bit. But some of those Saint supporters, I swear they only support to complain. Like, I feel like they are more comfortable with us being in this position than us winning. when we are winning, they're like, just wait for the fucking, you know, wait for the wheels to fall off. And then we're losing. It's like, see, the wheels have fallen off. It's like, Jesus Christ. My mate used to say there's only two kinds of people, Will. Builders and plumbers. Builders are always making things, building you up. Plumbers just want to suck the shit out of everything. That is... <laughs>
1: Probably, like, too narrow a way to see the world. But, sure, I understand the point you're trying to make.
2: Uh, Lastly, patron-han, patron-han, In an alternate universe, could Dwayne Russell be a midwife? And you're like, oh, baby, at every birth.
1: (laughs) Why can't we get Dwayne? You know what? Like, you know how you can get cameos, and like you know, think like you get someone's birthday message. You can get like some famous person to record a message, and they can play it yeah, their birthday or their wedding, right? Surely, you could get like a Dwayne Russell, he, yeah, like he'd be on switch cameo or commentary or whatever, where like he comes in and calls the birth.
2: Hundred percent. Maybe we should get Dwayne Russell to do a little intro for our. For our show, like
1: the greatest—that's mm. the greatest football podcast ever. It's got cream dripping off it. Now, that might mean that he listens to what we've said <laughs> on the show, though. That's the only well, a little bit <laughs> of sizzle. Um, the
2: second most common uh, uh, message I received this week, uh, besides the Richmondy ones, is people have unearthed a Dwayne Russell player profile. Oh. From the late '80s, which we'll get to wow. next week, uh, but that's two guys, one cup for this week. Thank you for. Oh,
1: can I um quickly do a plug for my, some stand-up shows? So if you just if check you the run sheet, Sydney- Will, you'd see I was getting to that. But so <laughs> oh, sorry, man, I am so Robo. I'm going to read the rub. Run I'm just sheet touching my one.
2: earpiece because podcast mic is like, can you just get Will to
1: shut up for a second? Oh, I'm so sorry, uh, but I am doing some shows uh, in Sydney at the Sydney Comedy Store. My show, Logical, a return season. Uh, it starts next Wednesday night. So it would be cool if you wanted to come along to that. It is the final chance for Sydney people to see that show. And then the, probably the final time I'm ever going to be doing the show is uh, August the 8th, I think it is. Anyway, it's a Sunday night in August in Melbourne at the Athenaeum. Uh, yeah, probably the final time I'm ever doing Will Logical. So if you're in Melbourne, that show is now on sale. It would be great if you wanted to come along as air.
2: And you can go to tofop.com to check out all our other great podcasts. And a little plug for another podcast I do with uh, Osha Ginsberg. Dad Pod Season 4 is up and running every Thursday. New episodes dropping wherever you get your podcasts. But for now, play on, not 15.
1: Bye-bye. We are
2: Two Guys, One Car.